Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. It's so weird to like look at you while we're doing this. I know. We probably actually, I, I need to talk into the mic and and look at you and look at the camera and all that kind of good stuff. Because, of course, not only are we live at Facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk, as we are whenever we possibly can be, whenever there's an episode of The Flash, but we are actually live in person here at the Crisis Watch party, man. The That's house true. party. Give it up for the house party. Woo! Yeah. All right. Just, yeah, you, just like, and, and the whole internet saw that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> missed denied. Missed you know, the high five, but it's okay. You know, I, I was going to say you you haven't failed this city by coming here, but you just failed this city by, <laughs> by just by just failing. It's so all hard. right, because technically, yeah. man, there's no city to fail anymore. There's nothing to fail anymore. That's true. Uh, which is good. We should address this out the gate here. Uh, much like the Spoilers, last episode the that we recorded, <laughs> much like the last episode that we recorded, um, we are doing this immediately after watching the episode. Uh, those who are watching live know this very well, uh, but for those of you who are catching the podcast uh, so we don't have our traditional show notes we don't have our traditional structure we are just doing this free form and there is a lot to cover tonight so um we're just gonna go ahead and jump into it no rundown required because again there's nothing to run down existence is dead uh long live the anti-monitor and thank you very much for listening we'll be out that's See it bye-bye <laughs> No, of course, man. We got a, We got a ton of show here. Yeah. So as you mentioned, yes, of course, spoilers. Uh, I feel like that's a given. Yeah. You know, if you're yeah. listening, because uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like you know, if you're listening right now, chances are you probably just watched the episode too. And 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 for the most part, like half of of Kevin Smith's, uh, uh, you know show that he's stealing from us he's stealing from us they're like what are those flash tv talk fools doing no we will do it better with kevin smith yeah they they saw they saw the watch party oh, yeah and they became scared that's right that's what it is that's right so they had theirs in advance early they're not doing this live like we are no cowards no. with kevin Wait, conroy mean, on the they screen got to right see now? it they got to see it they early? got to see it early well which is potentially how oh, we yeah, what's up batman he's over there on the screen he's over there on the him. screen right now no right. but this is this is but like one of the reasons why we were able to get some of the intel that we were able to get as part of the uh, road to crisis, you know, was information was being fed to us. It was from some of these early screeners that were going out. Yeah. And so uh, not naming any names or revealing anything beyond that. But in this episode, we did get a confirmation of something that we were kind of uh, presuming going in, which is Lucifer. Turns out he's a liar. Yeah. Who, who knew the devil was a liar? <laughs> The devil is a lie. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Like, who knew? Who knew? Uh, everybody. Everybody knew that. Every, everyone knew yeah. that. Because, I mean, come on. Like, who, you know, who goes to a film set, right? Right. You know, and, and it's like, oh, no, no, no. I wasn't on set because I was filming. I was on set because right. I was visiting a friend who happens to be in this crisis crossover that I'm also doing. Yeah. No, and then they started talking to me and there was cameras and I just yeah. played it as normal. It was I was cool. reading from a script and doing a scene, but that was just because I was meeting a friend and he's said you know why don't you come into this scene with me and do it with me and and i was like well you know he's my friend and i can't deny him that so yes yeah all right look we <laughs> there, this this honestly we're talking about three different episodes that have appeared the crisis of course was a five episode event we are right smack dab in the middle uh as we go into uh the the christmas break and so we've had three episodes the first essentially half of the uh, of the crisis has occurred 
tonight, we're going to try to talk about all of it. We're going to try to cover everything that's happened uh, to the extent that we can over the last three hours of television uh, through part one, part two, and part three. Now, over at facebook.com slash flash TV talk, after each episode, I've been going live and kind of sharing some hot takes. Uh, but Bell, we haven't really gotten a chance to hear from you in terms of what has happened. Uh, and so I want to, I want to kind of like, Pull back. Let's start at the very beginning where we got, um, you know, a, a quick blast of all of these different Earths, including uh, Batman 66, uh, Burt Ward. Holy crimson red skies of death, Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, I, I feel I feel vindicated because I oh. said that's what we would see. Yeah, you were right. Uh, I, I thought that Burt Ward, uh, I thought that uh, the Titans, uh, I thought that would just be camelo- cameos of all of them going like. <laughs> right. As, right as they're destroyed sure and, that, and that's pretty much all that we've seen thus far that's not to say that they won't be the only uh the, the only time we see them right so there could be there could be uh there could be more as of as of right now i feel like that's all we're going to see i don't i don't think we're going to see any more titans i don't think we're going to see any more people like that well so, okay uh, i i will say this i think that you know and this is kind of jumping ahead here but i think that there is an opportunity that we're going to see a, a, all of these cameos again in the second half albeit probably in a very similar capacity it will be if if they show up you know it will be in a situation where they're like Whoa, we're back yeah. oh <laughs> awesome thanks you know <laughs> right. paragons for saving us kind right. of thing right. but they're not going to join Mr. the Queen, fight remember when we were in space yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're not joining the fight no they're not uh, they're not they're not doing any of that they're no. not going to be paragons they're not doing it they're, no. they're going to be coming back going like oh we're restored this we're, is great well, everything was what was it's, that it's, it's going to be the blip it's going to be the blip it's going to be the blip but, yeah, but blip. It, we'll, we'll get more into now, that here in a minute but the big question is and again you're right. We'll get more into that. Is that will this blip be a blip back into their separate Earths, or will this blip be a blip back into a unified, cohesive universe? That's a great question. Um, and I know I, it's tempting to jump straight into speculation. Right. I'm, I'm, say, I'm saying we're just putting it there. I'm, I'm putting that out there. So remember yeah. that one. Remember. Yeah. That one. Exactly. All yeah. right. So, but we did get you know early on we got kind of a, a smattering of all of these different uh, Earths, and we've I love the way they've actually structured this because each individual episode we've gotten a chance to see these cameo moments and visit all these Earths, and the way they've done things with that title sequence of you know this is earth you know uh earth 17 and this is backward earth of one and now we're at earth, earth 66 six, six, six. Yeah, like, exactly. come on <laughs> fantastic earth 420 for kevin smith and his little promo you and know. yes kevin kevin smith on earth 420 uh so you, you get all of that man and they've, they've done a great job at really making this feel massive and making yeah. it feel infinite yeah. and i think the more Earths, the more cameos, uh, even just the way they've jumped around has been a really uh, great job of doing that. And I'm glad they didn't just do that in one episode, kicking it off, and then not return to that concept. I'm glad that it's been literally every single episode we've gotten. That. I, I feel like it would be a disservice to do that, to be like, Crisis on Infinite Earths, and then just have one episode where there's but like, like one Earth, yeah. a bunch of Earths, and then it's like, oh yeah, no, no we're, we're, all the, we're all the important people over here. No, right. no, no. Like the, the fact that they're jumping around really, you know, lends, you know it, it, it makes it feel infinite, right? Like you said. You know, it makes it feel like this is, this is, a, this is a multiversal problem, and that uh, they're going to be dealing with it on that kind of level. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's, it is great to see all of the different universes show up every episode. Now, one thing they've done very well this, uh, this time around, that I don't think they've done a very good job in the past, is that with this particular crossover, they have given the opportunity for each show to give their particular character a strong character arc, but not necessarily like lose the main focus of what's going on. And what I mean by this is that like in, in, uh, in previous crossovers, they really kind of like leaned into, okay, now this is the Flash episode of the crossover, and this is the Supergirl episode of the crossover, this is the Arrow episode of the crossover, and it hasn't always worked, in my opinion. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, and, and in fact, uh, <laughs> the evidence of that is that I thought I, I forgot that they that they mixed the schedules up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought, uh, you know, because Sunday is normally when Batwoman airs, and then Monday is normally Arrow, and then Tuesday is always Flash. But like Arrow's over, and so like they they kind of swapped everything around. And I was like, okay, there's a lot of Supergirl characters on this one, but it didn't feel like a Supergirl episode right. per se, right. because they were advancing everything on the story and whatnot. And so, like, it, it was it was interesting how they came about that. It wasn't like this is Supergirl's portion of the crisis, and this is Batwoman's portion of the crisis, and this is Flash's portion of the crisis. It used those episodes to make sure that those characters got an arc and got yes. kind of focused, and then also bring in some of those supporting characters who were not coming along for the ride. You know, I I forgot, man, I forgot how much I enjoyed Brainiac, like Supergirl. I know, Brainiac. right? <laughs> Dude, I really want like some sort of like exchange program. Uh, and I, I hope that when this is all said and done, we get to keep a lot of these characters on our earth. And he's definitely one that I hope we get to keep. Because I, I would like, man, his, him and Cisco, man, like there's, there's some good stuff that could happen there. Oh, yeah. It, it, would, be, it would be wonderful. Like, you know, so uh, uh, if, if, you know, with the events that happened in this, in this episode, you know, vibe is back. Right. And so. Yes, um, sir. Uh if if there's something that happens that he loses those powers again, it'd be great to see a brainy vibe or brainy Cisco rather team up. Can we talk about how vibe is back? Because not only is vibe back in terms of his powers, but like this was the most Cisco that Cisco has been in a long time. This is very true. Like this episode yeah. right here, like when he was like, he's like Annie monitor. Are we, uh, are we married to that name? <laughs> when was the last time Cisco named someone? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then like when I Pariah like shows seasons. up, he's like, so just nobody's consulting me anymore. Yeah. And then yeah. you're kind of like Cisco. I think you kind of brought this on yourself, man. You kind of took a step back here, but no, like you're going to jump in those Satsuko shoes for too long, too long. But I loved it, man, because this episode he was back. He w- he yeah. was the Cisco that we've known and loved for so many episodes or so many seasons uh, prior. And what a great time to do it! Against his will, he yeah. was repowered. How do you feel about that? Well, I think we talked about that. I mean, we we, we that that that's how we predicted it was going to happen, right? Monitor was going to give him his powers back. At least that, that's what I thought. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that um, that was always a fair bet. But how do you feel about the fact that it was against his will? Like it, like he was very adamant that he did not want this to happen. I feel like this is going to be a defining moment for Cisco Ramon. In that, it's going to be a thing where he doesn't want the powers; they're forced upon him, and he still is able to act in a heroic manner. Uh, I think that's going to be uh, an eye eye opener for him. And perhaps this will be a thing where he's like, because uh, he didn't want them before. That's why I got rid of them, right? Because he wanted to be able to have a normal life. Right. Uh, and, yeah. you know, he wanted um, his girlfriend, whose name we can never remember. Although she's been getting more screen time on Flash and more uh, interactions with with uh, with Iris. No, and, yeah. She's, and she's and been Claritin D. I mean, Allegra. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Awful. I had to make that joke. Awful. I've been wanting to for very, very long. Awful. Uh, <laughs> All right, so so here's my prediction on this. Yeah. Um, all right, this is kind of jumping ahead to to, to speculation. And guys, How dare it, you? Here's the thing: it's it's difficult to talk about this without just going pure speculation. For one thing, really right after the episode, I mean, with with the cliffhanger, there's so much you want to jump into that's just that. And so maybe it's best just to just to lean in there. But honestly, I'm wondering if we are going to actually get the death of Vibe and the death of Cisco in this crossover. And I think we've got the components to see how it might happen. Like he was repowered and we've seen already how his powers have been used uh, to the effect of, you know, saving, saving at least the earth and enough time to save the Paragons who theoretically will ultimately uh, save and redeem the multiverse. 
given the fact that he's got, you know, the vibrations and everything, I'm wondering if we are going to see him take Supergirl's Earth and Earth One and somehow like merge those together to be a pillar of the multiverse that basically not only will the multiverse be returned to normal, but these two earths merging will stand as kind of like the core bedrock that holds the multiverse together. And that he will actually like, it'll extend his powers. He will essentially die in the process. That's interesting. That, that's one thing. Cause, cause vibe is all about like the, the, the multi versal yes. kind of like I can, you know, uh, with the vibrational energies, of the different areas and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think about that, but I think it's very interesting because he could be a, uh, my, my well, my 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 ignorance is showing here because it's been a minute since I've read Crisis of Infinite Earths. Was it? We've got we've got scholars. The the, the tuning fork is ringing a bell, but it, it's been forever. I think I think it would be very neat for Vibe to use that sort of vibrational energy, that vibrational power, as a means to uh, unify the universes and 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 either doing so in a fact where he burns his powers out again and he doesn't have them anymore, yeah. or dying. I don't think he's gonna die. We've seen He's sacrifice. We have seen sacrifice already. Oliver Queen obviously died in the first episode. Um, no, he didn't. Well, no, he did. He, he did die in the first episode. <sighs> He's dead now. So there was there was some thoughts of this. A lot of people were not necessarily uh, uh, digging the whole concept of Oliver being dead uh, so early on. And there's been a lot of discussion on this. And then some people like the fact that he died, but they don't like the fact they're going a resurrection route. What we saw in this episode is that he's not being resurrected, man. He is dead. He's going to become the specter granted but that's, that's that being the specter does not mean you're alive again. I, okay. Okay. I think it's cool. I think, I think it's like rule of cool. Like sure. Oliver queen is back, but I think it's a bolder decision to keep him dead. I, I, I do not disagree with that, but and at the I, same time, here's the thing. I mean, we've talked about this already, but, but, Oliver being kind of the, the Tony Stark of this universe being kind of the one that kicked it off. They want to give him that moment, that moment, right? Like they want to give sure. him the ability to save the multiverse. And a guy with an arrow just can't do it. Like a bow and arrow guy is not going to save sure. the multiverse. But like an <laughs> instrument. What is, what is it? The SNL sketch? So, so, so I'm done now? Yeah, I know. I mean, that's what happened. That's what happened yeah, that's, when he died. That's what happened. That's what happened. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's what I thought of when he reached back for his He's arrows like, and he didn't have any. And it was like, well... What'd you think now. was going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter how many arrows you pack. At some point you got to pull that last arrow and then yeah. you just, it's over. Uh, and actually if you go back, this is terrible, but if you go back and rewatch it, it's kind of funny if you know what happens because he's fighting and he's got his arrows in the quiver and he's fighting and he's got his arrows in the quiver and it's like a good number of arrows and then cut away and there's no arrows. Well, it, yeah, it cuts from like full of arrows to zero, zero arrows. arrows. <laughs> all gone. All yeah. gone. Don't know where they went. He has a fully gone. automatic uh, machine bow. Yeah, that must be it. Yeah. yeah. By the way, um, one of those arrows, though, was powerful enough to knock out the monitor. I think that was an anti-monitor arrow. A, the anti-monitor arrow. <laughs> every, every, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. The anti-monitor arrow. No, hold every on. Every archer needs work. one. Yeah. The anti-monitor is a, is a guy. No, so I, would, I there be, would there be an anti-anti-monitor arrow and then an anti-monitor arrow? Well, if there was an anti-anti-monitor arrow, that would have been taken care of a while. Like, but would you just call it the monitor arrow? Would the anti-anti-monitor arrow be the monitor arrow and then the anti-monitor arrow would be the monitor for... or the, <laughs> the arrow for the... <laughs> you know, I always hate it when characters talk about how complicated time travel is. And you are really pushing me to try to make say how complicated. <laughs> like, like you're making me go cross-eyed with this one. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. All right. So, um, but yes, he did have an arrow that was able to knock out the monitor. Can we talk about how the monitor is useless? Like, dude shows up to tell everybody, hey, a crisis is coming. Cool. Thanks. 
awesome. And then like he just sits around and stares and like like he's backseat heroing. He's just always commenting on everybody else. But I mean, his, he'll rip some people here and there and throw them around, but like... To his defense, he's been complaining this whole time that his powers are growing weaker while the anti-monitors are growing stronger. Right. You know, so so there, there's... there's You gotta lend some credence to that. No, I get that. I get that. But I mean, like, just in general, it, it just... He's such... He's just chilling out in that costume where he can't even turn his head, basically. Which is just very impractical. And if he's, <laughs> what is it like? What 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 uh, is Batman? Uh, it's all the Batman. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight was like, oh, like Morgan Freeman was like, you want to turn your head? Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> this the Monitor should have talked to Morgan Freeman. But I love those costumes for the Monitor and the Anti Monitor. Looks by fantastic. The way. Yeah, they look I mean, great. you can't like that's the again rule of cool, right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes down to it, it looks it looks incredible. It's yeah. about as close on a television budget as you're going to get to yeah. a Monitor. Um, same thing with what little at this point that we've seen from the Anti Monitor. Um, which is interesting because at this point, I feel like for the most of it, we have now seen on screen what has been teased out with the exception of that final battle. Um, and this is, this is pseudo spoiler territory, but not really. So we've seen, uh, you know, there's a lot that we knew going into this. We knew that John Wesley ship was coming back. Yeah. Um, you know, we knew that was going to happen, which Kevin by the Conroy. way, I haven't gotten to my, I told you dance on that, but that's coming. <laughs> we knew that Kevin Conroy was going to be here. We knew that Huntress was going to be here. Um, oh, RIP Huntress pouring out, you know, for her. Yeah, right? no, absolutely. <laughs> um, we, we knew, uh, we knew that, uh, Burt Ward was going to be, so there was a lot of these characters we knew. Titans. We had, we had not had any confirmation on the Titans. No, no, we had no public confirmation on the Titans. We had no public confirmation on Lucifer. We honestly, we had no public confirmation on Spectre. And actually we were talking about this right beforehand. How did we all knew? I think that, that he was going to become Spectre. Didn't we? You mentioned it. Like, I feel like this was part of like the, like the, like public discourse around. Yes. I, I, I saw death. stuff on Twitter about it. I, I, I know you mentioned it in uh, one of our road to crisis. Episodes. I, think, I think so, but I can't remember um, where this was all stemming from. And I mean, it was a very like last minute, like, but the guy who played Spectre's not from anything, right? Like he's not like, He's not been on another show at this point. Not that I'm aware of anyway. I didn't think so. I, I didn't think he was like, you know, oh, that's that's the guy who played Spectre in this. <laughs> He's just so like clearly. coming around the tree like, hey, uh, yeah, cool crisis, yeah. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how's crisis going? By the way, you're going to be Spectre now. <laughs> right. Right. He's like Paul Rudd in like the last season of Friends. Like, like yeah, it's <laughs> like incredible, Rudd was in guys. Friends? I, the very, like, the, like exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I don't watch He married Friends. Phoebe at the end. Like, it's all closing out. They're all going away. And I'm more of a Martin guy, so... I loved Martin back in the day. I know. I really didn't watch yeah. Martin. I'm, you didn't watch Martin? I'm, I, was, I was a Simpsons guy. Like, that was a sitcom quote, unquote, that I watched. Yeah, well, fair enough. Anyway, point is that uh, I, I, it is funny that uh, he, does, he did pop up. But no, that was one of the things that we all kind of... I guess there was like a, a, like a public sharing of consciousness that we all knew that to some extent this was going to happen. Um, let's talk about what we knew it was going to happen. So by the time... Oh, here it comes. No, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Here it comes. Hang on. By the time that the crisis is rolling around, that we see the set photos of John Wesley's ship, I think there's been a universal acceptance and a universal um, uh, understanding that the likelihood of, uh, of John Wesley's ship dying instead of Grant Gustin in terms of the Barry Allens was pretty high. Yeah, don't, don't, but don't sit here... And, 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 and think you predicted the sunrise. Well, well, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Everyone knew 
knew that was going to happen. By the time, this is what and I, it was brilliant, and I loved it. And I'm, that doesn't make any that that doesn't mean that is, I don't want to take anything away from it because it was brilliant, and I loved it, and it was perfect. But but we can't we we can't say we predicted that. I'm, I mean, I'm, come on, well, you can't say that. But no no no, hang on no hang on <laughs> hang on. Every I'm, what I'm saying is that you're right. By the time that we saw those photos of him on set in the Flash costume, everyone was pretty much getting on board with this idea, and everybody was pretty much calling this. But if you roll the tape back, well before everybody was calling this, this guy right here was the one. Mr. Called Eobard Thawne before the freaking show launched guy. That that guy, me, who has two hands and called this one. Yeah, but I told you that. Me. That was me. It was all me. It was not you. And here's the other thing, too, and this is why I know it wasn't uh, publicly accepted, is because I got so much pushback from people writing in and tweeting into the show saying, like, no, you're crazy. He died in Elseworlds. Everybody was arguing that Earth-90 Flash died in Elseworlds back then. I was like, no, look, they would not kill that Flash in that way. That would be such an unceremonious way. And let well, me the, tell the you. The monitor just poofed him, right? They just, he just pulled him out. He just yeah. pulled him out somewhere. We don't know what happened between now and, and then, but we know where he has been, at least for the last little while since yeah. the crisis began. And that is kind of fueling this uh, antimatter cannon, essentially. Um, great, great connection to the comics. We saw the cosmic treadmill. Which was, which was awesome. Like, since, since, what was it, season one uh, of Flash, I was wondering when they were going to, like, you know, Put the cosmic in the cosmic treadmill. Right, right, exactly. They had the treadmill. They've had the speed treadmill for a while, but it's not the cosmic treadmill. Now it's the cosmic treadmill. And now they have it. So it's interesting to see what's going to end up happening uh, in the long run there. But yeah, man. uh, So let's talk about it. Earth 90, John Wesley ships flash. This was, and if, and, and, you know, if there was any question in your mind, the flashback to the 90 series really does confirm it. This was John Wesley ships, Barry Allen of the 90s series. And this was the closure. This was the, uh, the, the season finale they never got, man. Yeah. And it really sent him off in a really beautiful way. And, uh, he, you know, everybody gives credit to Oliver Queen for setting this up. Oliver Queen's Green Arrow, the Arrow Oliver Queen, did not kick off the multiverse. All right, yes. and I'm not saying you know, look, J- yeah, I'm not necessarily saying that JWS that JWS did either because you know Burt Ward was wearing tights well before John Wesley Ship was. But my point is that like when it comes down to it, in terms of who's still wearing tights, this this was John Wesley Ship's multiverse to save and and brilliantly done. Uh, so hats off to the the creative team there and fantastic way to send them off. Yeah, I it, it was it was extremely well done. Um, I was you know again again you know it was one of those things where we all kind of saw it coming. Well, I mean not everybody like you said. No, everybody. no, the chat is agreeing with me. Everybody said uh, Terrell, I, I see you. Thank you. Yes, Bo called this before everyone. So. Well, but yeah, but like I, I retain you. the fact Thank that you. I put the that I put the idea in your head. I told you. Right? I, I don't think that happened. But well, it, it happened. There's no proof of it, but it happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's no proof and of it. I never said it out loud, and it yeah. wasn't on this earth. But it. it yeah, definitely and I, I totally told you that. And sure. you, you, you know, you just don't want to give me any credit, but that's fine. I, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it was it was a it was a beautiful send off uh, for a show that was massively like, you know. I, maybe not underrated, but like super fun. It was, it was, it had a cult following and I think it really, I mean like that's it was what a bold move for the nineties to do a show about the flash. Yeah. 
Like it really was like, you know, superheroes were not then what they are now. And I no. mean, uh, for those that have not gotten a chance to go back and listen to our interview that we did with John Wesley Ship, because he talks specifically, a great dude, by the way, a oh, wonderful guy. Yeah. Uh, he talks specifically about the just just the psychological nature of going to work wearing a superhero costume then versus now. Yeah. And like the way that he You're felt like his career is over. Right. Like yeah. He was thinking, yeah, he felt like such an idiot at the time. And but he now we see and now, you know, in this modern era, uh, he sees like Grant like suited up. All these people are all suited up to the max with their spandex and leather. And he's like, yeah, all right. Well, you know, it's a little bit different these days. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what, what came before that was with, uh, you know, his 89, 89, uh, Tim Burton's Batman was, was mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, a huge, huge hit. Which... And so this is, this is kind of what, what probably, you know, gave them the kind of idea to launch that. But the problem was, is that they didn't follow through with it. Right. Mm. You know, uh, and, and, and they, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, I don't think they trusted what they had enough. It's kind of like, um, with the, with the CW shows, They've given a lot of trust to these to these uh, show uh, creators and everything. Well, to the showrunners, sure. But in the '90s, though, it it didn't seem like you know because they didn't they didn't let them end it really. Well, the the market hadn't validated. I mean, like that's that's one of the things. I mean, well, but it we, had with with Batman. Like Batman was a huge for commercial Batman, success, Batman, but not necessarily for like comic books. I mean, think about it. Like uh, the X Men, I feel like is really when all of a sudden X Men and Spider Man, and then now suddenly you have kind of a string of hits, and so it's like, oh, this worked more than once. Let's do all of it. Let's you know, let's yeah, throw yeah, everything yeah. that we've got. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes, oh, oh, <laughs> let's go. Oh. Oh God! Yeah, and, and like we were getting pretty close to the death of all this until the MCU came around and really kind of right. sparked things in a big way. And that's why I mean, this like there is a direct line here. I think you're exactly right to kind of throw it back to you know Batmania back in the day to seeing kind of the ebb and flow of superheroes in the public consciousness to the point where now we can get a Crisis on Infinite Earths five episode you know multi month crossover event that you couldn't even imagine happening uh, even five years ago. And so it's it's really incredible. Think about this, man. I was actually, I was explaining this to somebody um, uh, a few days ago in terms of, you know, what Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, happening in television has been. And if you think about like the way that the MCU handled handled Infinity War, there was no hand-holding, right? Like either you saw the movies or you didn't, but if you didn't see the movies, they weren't really going to help you out. What DC has done and the CW has done and, and really this, this Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover has done is the same thing but instead of these shows it's the comics because either you read you know crisis on infinite earths or you didn't and if you didn't it is very likely no matter how many episodes of all these tv shows you've seen that you are totally lost throughout a lot of this i mean yes and no i feel like it's it's one of those things where it's not exactly like rocket science to kind of pick like you know it's it, it's one of those things where if you want the nuance of the characters and things like that like if you want to oh who's pariah who but is harbinger this like, is exactly my point like pariah in particular nash you know we've talked about on this show man like the very little to no fanfare with this character. It's like setting up like cool concept. Never really was all that interesting. Never really developed who he was. Just here's another Wells. And this one has gadgets. That is essentially all that we've gotten. <laughs> we know he's got a beef with the monitor, but we, it's not really, we're not connecting to that on any kind of emotional level. And then he gets pulled in and you know, he says, Oh, I'm this harbinger. I have to go around and I have to actually I'm, I'm see, this pariah. I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm this pariah. I have to go around. I have to see all these earths before they die. And 
if you don't really connect with really what that means from the comics, then you, I don't think you really are able to connect to it on the show. I could be wrong. I think you're wrong, honestly. Maybe because so. It, it's been so long since I've read Crisis on Infinite Earths that like I was sitting there because I, 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 I was confused <laughs> by it, right? Because I was, I was sitting there thinking about it and I was like, wait, hold on. Uh, if Nash is pariah and he's going up to this door and, and the, the guy behind it is claiming to be the, the monitor, I was like, the, the monitor is not an agent on the anti-monitor. So like, you know, not... In, in my head, I'm like, well, well that's got to be the anti-monitor. Maybe, maybe there's some kind of like, you know, uh, uh, a trick there or whatever. And, and so it feels kind of like a spoiler had you read it, right? Because you would know that Pariah is linked to the anti-monitor and, and, and Harbinger is linked to the monitor. Right. Uh, and, and, and even they've changed that. And again, it might be something that I'm not familiar with, but like Harbinger has now been taken over by the anti-monitor and Pariah is saving everybody, uh, all the Paragons and It stuff. would seem. It would seem that by the end of it, he, he did uh, something. Yeah, that uh, that is you know responsible for saving us all. So, but but was that a, was that an event that happened in the comics? Because if it wasn't, then you know you, you get a little bit of information, you get a little bit of backstory, you get you know you get some understanding about who this guy was beforehand. So you get some spoileries there where oh Nash is about to become pariah, so that must be the anti monitor behind that wall. Versus like they're changing stuff on a level that you know it, sure. it, it is different from the well and so, so they, they've changed i mean you know as they have done with with big major comic book events before i mean they're, they're taking the liberties uh as they as they are want to do and um i think i think we're we're exiting i could be wrong here but i think we're exiting the stage of of the deep crisis cuts i think for the last two episodes it's going to be totally off the rails now i could be wrong there could be a lot of crisis nods that come through here but we'll have to see what ends up happening man i want to talk about some of these big uh, characters they pulled in. Um, some of the folks we've been looking forward to since the beginning. Um, let's and and some controversial decisions made around <laughs> these characters. Uh, so let's let's talk about let's talk about the uh, the 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 big one. Uh, as we talk right here, I don't know the live chat can actually see this. I came uh, in my Tom Welling he dressed as Beef Wellington. Small, <laughs> as Beef Wellington. <laughs> That's right, the brawny uh, the brawny man here. Um, so Tom Welling brought I got back. my flash socks on for those of you watching on the internet you can see this there you go uh, maybe you can see them yeah the it. flash socks yeah. on and the uh, the Green Lantern shirt on Green Lantern shirt as well that, that didn't pay which, off which we'll talk about that a little we'll bit there, there's two more episodes of Crisis left there could be there could be some Green Arrow we I'd be know. shocked if there wasn't but uh, so yeah so Tom Welling brought back Smallville um, uh, we get to visit Smallville's Earth we get a chance to have Tom reprise the role of Clark Kent and for me I found it incredibly satisfying. Now that I grew up with Smallville, man, I grew up right alongside of Clark Kent. And so, you know, kind of, and you tried to get me into that so many times and I was just like, I'm, I'm still not giving up on it. <laughs> we got a podcast about something after the flash. I'm, I'm, I'm still not giving up on it, but yeah, here's well. the deal. Like seeing that character, revisiting that character. Now a father with daughters, the decision that he's made, you know, this is consistent amongst all of these supermen that we have seen is kind of this desire to start a family and a sacrifice that it is required to do so. Right. Um, in, with the exception of, uh, the Donner Superman who, uh, did have a family, although with a lot of sacrifice and a lot of confusion around it, if you saw Superman returns, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Superman and, never kills anybody. He's killed, kills a guy with a piano and it's messed up. We're Sorry. not going to talk about that. <laughs> they've all made these sacrifices to have kids. Right. Yep. And so like we saw on, on the Supergirl, like they, they went off world to a world where they could be depowered. Well, Clark doesn't Smallville Clark doesn't have that option. So at some point he made a decision to take his powers away. A lot of folks don't like that idea. A lot of folks don't like that. So idea. question. Yeah. Um, how is Smallville Clark Kent able to do that? 
Well, the gold this- kryptonite would probably be my biggest guess. Gold kryptonite takes away Superman's powers. Um, it could it could theoretically kill him, but it takes away his powers permanently. There's no there's no take backs with gold. And this is an element from the show, correct? This is an element from the show, uh, obviously, for and, and from the comics as well. But it's it's one that's not introduced very often because, well, for obvious reasons. There's no take backs. It takes away his powers. But there's always takes backs in comics. Uh, but, but suffice to say, they don't use it all that often because if they did take it back, it would negate the entire purpose or the entire importance of gold kryptonite. Uh, they used it in the season finale of Smallville or the two-part season finale of Smallville where Clark and Lois are meant to get married and somebody, I believe it's Lionel Luther, but I can't remember exactly who it was, um, switched out the old uh, wedding ring with a gold kryptonite ring. So the idea was that when he got married, it would actually end up depowering him. Uh, so they figured it out. They caught it. He got his powers. He became Superman. He fought Doomsday. And we saw on the wall, man, we saw the, the articles from Lois Lane. I spent the night with Superman. We saw the, uh, his S that was at the end of the Smallville season finale. Um, so this is a, a Superman. This is a Clark Kent who did become Superman, but we're now visiting him after that fact. So did you like dig up those old gold kryptonite rings and like put them on? It doesn't matter. The thing is people are mad. There are some folks that are disappointed that he didn't, that we didn't get a chance to see him in the suit that we're not getting a chance to see him fight. And some people feel robbed from the fact that, you know, they depowered their Superman. Sure. But here's the thing. I got to remind you all of this as bell just pointed out. There's always take backs in comics. And more importantly than that, in the Smallville universe, canonically, Superman is going to get his powers back. In fact, if you go back to like the early seasons where he, he saw his death, but he saw that he didn't have a death, that he was infinite, it's because th- that's the case. He's going to get his powers back at some point. He may get his powers back as part of this crossover. No, he, won't. North the idea. he won't. He won't. He probably won't. But I mean, the point is that that is very possible. It could be in the comics. That story could be told. Regardless, don't worry if that's something that you saw. Like, I did not look into this and say, like, oh, well, our Superman is dead or anything like that. Well, I think it's disrespectful to Tom Welling uh, in order to give him his powers back. Oh, because Tom Welling was, was very adamant about not wearing the S, I, not being in the suit. Modern day Tom Welling is a little bit more open to these things. But uh, maybe, maybe, but, but, but still, I think it's one of those things where they should respect his wishes, fans and creators alike. Well, the other thing, too, is I think it would have been jarring. It would have been awesome, but it also would have been jarring to see him in the Superman suit because there's so much buildup and anticipation of that. I think, and plus, he's way more yoked than he was in the show. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, I want whatever regimen. This, this shirt kind of uh, this this shirt does a lot of favors. I, I want whatever regimen he's on. I'm just saying, like, you know, is it, <laughs> is it like you know Andron or like you know horse tranquilizers or like whatever it is? Like, just inject that stuff into me. Man. He's, he's one of the few Supermen who actually look like a Superman. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> well, like even compared to Smallville, like like I'm looking. At, you know, I see on Twitter like all you know all the time. It's like, oh, you know, you got Tom Welling and like blah blah blah, and it's like Tom Welling from Smallville, and then like Tom Welling from Crisis, and he is just he's way more built. He's huge, yeah. He's a, he's a way big more built. Um, we also got a chance to see Lois as well. Here's the thing though, too. I I loved him interacting with Supergirl's Lex Luther, who. <laughs> He's like, I'm Lex Luthor. <laughs> and he gives him this look, man. And it's great because in, in Smallville in the later seasons, Lex actually has mutant clones that like, really uh, that comes into play as and you well. You want to get me into the show? It's later in the season. Yeah, it, <laughs> wait, wait, what, what, what is, what is the, the, the stereotypically like, like bad season of Smallville? Which one is it? Uh, the, the one with witches, but I can't remember which one. Okay, because I, I, I've I've heard that from everyone I've talked to Smallville yeah. about. There's like, do not watch that. Season. Yeah, it's it's the one they were just trying everything, but it, <laughs> mutant Lex clone. So like to me, yes, I saw that. 
to me, I saw that and he was like kind of eyeing him like, is this another mutant clone? And he's like, you're not Lex. And I love the whole, I didn't know the president was in town because they again set this up from season one, maybe season two, but it was that same season where he was looking into the future and we saw President Luther uh, and we, we saw that kind of which, which is a comic book beat like for sure yeah. oh, like yeah. uh, 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 Batman Superman uh, the, the, the comic arc that I got into when we were in college actually well and, and uh, he actually goes in an episode to the year 2016 uh, after President Luther becomes president um, and so it, it in 2002 in 2016 oh well in you mean back when the episode came out yeah or was it 2003 Three or four. I can't remember which season it was. It was one of the later seasons that he actually did it. I, but I think I think we at least need to acknowledge the fact that some Smallville fans, longtime fans, may have a problem with the way that that worked out. Others might really enjoy it. I thought it was a great kind of check in, a great um, uh, way to kind of look into who they are. I, yeah, I and wish where they're at. I wish I could remember who it was on Twitter who pointed this out. Um, but the the Entertainment Weekly photo of Clark Kent wearing work gloves. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's killing me. I can't remember who it was on Twitter who pointed this out. But they said, that's weird. Why is Clark wearing work gloves? Like, yeah. he needed to protect his hands. Like, he's depowered. And this was, like, you know, weeks before before Crisis even came out, when that photo came out. And they, like, called it on the head. And, like, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. No, was sorry, good. I can't give props where props are due. But my memory is terrible. All good. Always great seeing uh, Clark Kent see Clark Kent. Let's yeah. talk about this Lex Luthor really quick. I'm not a huge fan of John Cryer. I have not gotten behind him, man. And I know that fans of Supergirl are like, this is the dude. This is, this guy's incredible. I, I was not vibing with him up until the very tail end of the crossover. When, yeah. When he literally wrote his name in on the, on the book of destiny. And he's part of it at the end. That was a good twist. Did not it, see that coming at all. It was, a great and it was twist. very Lex Luthor. It was a great twist. Twi- twixt, twixt. This is the twixt. <laughs> yes, yes, I see. Uh, no, it, it was a very great. It, it was a great twist, but it made me very sad because it was so great to see Ralph as. Granted, I Superman Returns as a movie, I did not like it. There's a lot of problems that I have with it, but Ralph as Superman was Christopher Reeve. You know. It was a continuation yeah, of and, the Christopher Reeve. He, he, was, he, was, br- he was brilliant. He was yeah. brilliant as, a, as Christopher Reeve in that situation. I thought he did a great job. And it was very sad to me to see that that incarnation of Superman be just... Like, like we, were, we were talking earlier about John Wesley Shipp's 90s Flash getting this awesome send-off, this passing of the torch, this closure for this 30 years of this show that, that is now gone. And then for the same thing, we get to see Brandon Routh's Superman, Superman Returns Superman. Yeah. Just all of a sudden you get killed by, by like Lex Luthor. I don't think he was killed. I think it was more of like a he took his place type deal. Well, where is he? He's gone. Well, I mean, they're all gone. It was the well, right, But what I'm saying is that they're all gone. So we're not going to see Brandon Routh Superman in the, in the last two in the final battle. No. And I think there's a reason for that. Um, but well, it's just sad to me. So, but Brandon Routh, but seeing him reprise the role was really great. I mean, it, he stepped into it. I thought it worked really well. I didn't even find it all that jarring. I thought it would that he's standing there with the atom. They're the same guy, <laughs> but I mean, it works like you never really felt odd about that. Well, with, with the multiverse and with everything, like, you know, especially coming from, from, uh, from the Flash, right? You know, you, you see Henry Allen, you see uh, uh, Hunter Zolomon. Well, not Hunter Zolomon. You see uh, Jay Garrick. Sure. And then you see the 90s Barry Allen Yeah, Flash. we've been conditioned so, to, yeah, yeah, to yeah, doppelgangers. It's, it's, not, it's not a big deal. And I think oh, aside from Ralph Superman and Ray Palmer, who else has had... So Lois, so technically, Lois is, yeah, yeah. There, there's Lois's uh, and Superman. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't, 
you know, I figure if, if we can handle it, then surely the, the greatest criminal genius in, in the entire world could. Right, right, right. Well, and technically now that uh, Lucifer is uh, canonized, that also means that um, uh, Clark Kent's Tom Well or Tom Welling's Clark Kent and uh, uh, Kane or Abel Kane Kane from uh, Lucifer is also. Uh, played by Tom Welling, so technically. Oh, really? Yeah. His, so there's more doppelgangers. There's more we doppelgangers. Got, it is doppelgangerlicious. Yeah. <laughs> there's tons of them, man. I, I still, I'm still holding out hope for him being uh, Bruce Wayne in the in the in the new uh, in new continuity. Whatever ends up happening when this is all said and done. Um, okay, I thought it, I thought the Kingdom Come take on this Superman made a lot of sense. I thought it was a really a good way to add some depth and closure on the Superman Returns. This was, uh, again, kind of confirmed through the mentioning of the sun. This was that Superman. Yes, it was. This, this is the Absolutely sequel was. to Superman Returns. Um, some people may not like that, man. Some people really loved Superman Returns. Those people are Derek Russell. And and you are you are the only only one, one buddy. Only one, I love sir. You, but yeah, you're the only <laughs> one, man. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, all that to say, man, uh, I thought it was great. I, I really, I really enjoyed the take. I hear you're, what you're, you're saying. Oh, you're a father. I am. If one of your children, even in a state of duress, picked up a piano and crushed a man to death with it, yeah, how would you feel about that? I'd still love my child, man. We'd, sure, we'd, we'd send him to counseling. Exactly. <laughs> This is this is why Xavier's Xavier's school for gifted youngsters exists. Do you know how many people those kids have killed? They don't even get into the school until they've killed at least five. <laughs> I mean, that's right, right? Is that the entrance exam? Is I mean, I like think how, so. Okay, how, how, many, how many other people have you murdered as a mutant? It's oh. like, uh, you know, you've only killed two people. I think you can still figure this thing out. It's like, it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like the Eddie Isaac quote. It's like, you've killed 100,000 people. Yeah. We're almost like, well done. Well done. Well done. Welcome <laughs> to the school. <laughs> With honors program as well. Yeah, yeah. You get a scholarship. The more body count you have, you get a scholarship into the Xavier. Or you get Wolverine to come kill you in a cave like that one kid it in goes, that one story. Yeah, it goes either That was way. a really neat Wolverine story, by the way. Talk about DC. So yeah, we've know, got, uh, so Kingdom Come Superman. The other big one, Kevin Conroy. Uh, the man that when you read Batman, you hear his voice. An yeah. entire generation looks at when they see the words on the pages of Batman. Doesn't matter who the artist is. When you read those words, you hear Kevin Conroy's voice in your head. And and let me tell you this: um, just from watching Batman the animated series over and over and over and over and over again, when I saw Kevin Conroy's actual face, it broke me psychically for <laughs> right. like for a long time because I was like, "This is this is not him." That face this of that is, man. <laughs> That's what people are thinking right now when they're looking at us. You know I know, that, right? I know. Like, they're like, like, like the voices <laughs> out of those faces. Yeah. Now, when was yeah, the first time I, I, that you I'm saw sorry, him? Internet, by the way, for, uh, uh, for no, showing you this. You look glorious, man. I'm, I know, right? I'm, I'm I, having to, to Clark Kent my way through this. I haven't shaved right my head in a while, so it's just, you know, it's no, one great. of those things. Uh, I, I'm yeah. going for the Lex Luthor look, you know, except for my beard's a little bit longer and I think better, um, arguably. It's just, you know, I, I got to shave this again. I'm just, yeah. you know, it's one of those things. Anyway, you were saying. Anywho, uh, <laughs> Kevin Conroy, uh, when was the first time, by the way, that you saw his face? I want to say it was adulthood. Like, yeah. I, I always saw, you know, um, you know, <laughs> that Batman the Animated Series, even after the Arkham games. I right. want to say it was one of those things where it was like, I saw him in the news somewhere about something. And I was like, Kevin Conroy, and it pops up, and like, that's a picture of him. And I'm that, looking like, at him, and I was like, stretched oh. jaw and the, the yeah, kind of like thin gaunt face. kind of face. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not, you know, no disrespect to Kevin Conroy. Oh, not but at all. You do not look like your animated counterpoint, which, uh, <laughs> which, 
let's face it, who does? No, exactly um, right. Well, honestly, if you think about, I do think that Jorah Mormont as Batman on Titans has kind of prepared us for a little bit of a scrawnier Batman. Like, like I mean, maybe, but like, but with like, no disrespect to get to Jorah Mormont as well. I mean, like, I'm Batman in the animated series, Batman like can't walk through doors. He has to turn sideways and like those, <laughs> those shoulders. You know, his like his like right. chin. Yeah, he's, he's like crazy. he's like thirty percent chin. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and the rest is shoulders. There's no, there's no more body. No, yeah, his his chin is to his body what my forehead is to mine. It's it's crazy. Yeah, you mean your five head? Hey <laughs> mm, It's okay. Says for me the to guy. Joke about says it. the guy whose hairline is like right here. Yeah, I gave up a know, long time so. ago. It, it didn't retreat. It just laid down and died. Yeah. Uh, all right. So mine's like halfway down my back right now. So it's cool. Of the controversial decisions made with these beloved characters and these beloved takes on characters, the one that rubbed me the wrong way is the choice. It. Is the choice they made with Kevin Conroy's live action Batman? Yes. Because here's the deal, man. Like. I love the fact that we got to see him play Batman. Didn't mind the fact that, you know, obviously voice, face, it's, yeah. you wrap your head around it, it's fine. Didn't I love the fact that he was playing an older Batman. Yeah. Loved the fact that they exoskeleton. took the Kingdom Come-esque exoskeleton. Uh, you know, originally I wanted to see a, more of a Batman Beyond, but now I'm very glad they didn't go that route because of the way they took his character. That would have broken you. They went, like, evil. They did evil Batman with this. With Kevin Conroy, man, like this is this like when well, is okay, he going to okay. be live action Batman again? And this is the Batman, like this one. Come on, man! I got that. That rubbed me the wrong way. I don't yeah. mind an evil Batman. I don't mind that character being used for this storyline, and I don't mind the takeaways that really kind of progress the relationship between Superman, Supergirl, and Batwoman, which I love. By the way, we'll talk more about that in a minute. But like. Kevin Conroy, man, like this is the this is the one shot this dude is getting at live action Batman, and they give him this Batman. I'm so, not a fan. Not a fan of that. We saw trophies of the Joker. We saw trophies of Riddler. Uh, Riddler. We saw trophies of uh, Killer, not Killer Frost. Jeez, oh, watch too much Flash of uh, Freezing Hell Batman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. Mr. There Freeze. we go. The yeah. guy who has the word freeze in his name that I couldn't remember. Um, <laughs> we, you know, we saw trophies of them. Um, it was the it was the Batman or sorry the Superman trophy that surprised me the most. I could see Batman breaking and killing bad evil people. Um, it was very jarring to see him kill Superman, and I would like to know more about that story. Honestly, I wouldn't mind watching an hour long episode uh, showing what threat he thought Superman caused and why he decided to try and kill him because I think there has well, to be we a saw that there. it was called Batman versus Superman and this time he we didn't say Martha so it didn't what I can't hear you he, no, yeah, he, knocked, he knocked his teeth out and yeah. like he couldn't say Martha and so he just stabbed him with a kryptonite spear and it was over like okay cool that's yeah or, or maybe he did say Martha and he just took it the wrong way. Like, what don't you say my mother's name? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, he, or he said whatever his dad's name was and it was like, I don't, I don't know that guy. And stabbed. Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan. Yeah, anyway. Well, no, but but uh, uh, Bruce's dad's name wasn't Jonathan. No, Bruce's dad's name was um, uh, Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, so like he Thomas said Thomas right. and he's like, yeah, that's my dad. So what? Stab. Stabby, stabby. Um, they don't share names is what I'm trying to get at here. No, I got that, yeah. Um, yeah, so... I would be very intrigued to see what it was that got 
that version of Batman to kill sure. that version of Superman. I mean, but again, we've seen this kind of take on Superman or Superman and Batman's relationship before. I don't have a problem with it. Yes, could be a very interesting story, but why Kevin Conroy? That's the thing that really bothers me, man. Because he's the... I, oh, I, I, yeah, well, okay, be, be, two reasons. Because he's the iconic Batman, which then begs the question, why the iconic Batman are you going to make evil? Because he's the iconic... It's, 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 a, it's a loop, right? It's one of those things where it's like... You because know, that's hmm. the Batman they wanted to tell for the story, and he's the only person of note they could pull in to play Batman. Right. That's what you're saying. Like, like Kevin Conroy is Batman. Sure. For me, for a lot of people. And when you're going to try to tell a story with Batman and you want gravitas to that role, yeah. do you pull in some guy? Do you pull in Ben Affleck? Here's the thing. I, what if they had gotten Ben Affleck instead of Kevin Conroy? I would have been fine with that. That would have been great. Batfleck killing Superman? He yeah. should have killed him in Batman v Superman. Yeah. Just saying. No, I think um, that'd be fine. I'd yeah, be no, I, would, I, would, I would be totes cool with that. But yeah, it, it's... They're, it, not, it, they're not spending Ben Affleck money on this. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, even even that time, like, like they had a budget for all the cameos and then they finally got Tom Welling and he sucked up all the budget and yeah. they called everybody else and be like, Hey, can y'all just do this as a favor? <laughs> you, 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 ain't, you ain't got that Keaton money. No. You ain't got that Clooney money. No. You ain't got, well, maybe I guarantee you have that. They have that Kilmer money, but Kilmer's like what? 850 pounds. Now he, all right, all right. So, so, but uh, yeah, they, they they got they got that Kilmer money, but they wisely didn't take it. Uh, <laughs> they ain't got that bail money. He's chilling with Burt Ward. Maybe they're on the yeah, side. yeah. <laughs> oh man, all right. They 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 ain't got that bail money, and they ain't got that Batfleck money. Uh, maybe they got that Robert Pattinson money, who is the new Batman, who hasn't really kind of like landed that yet. Sure, but he's not gonna mess that up by doing this. So yeah, you get Kevin Conroy. Well, I'm saying like you know you're you're about to be the Batman. Val Kilmer today. Sorry, I need to just. You need to look at Val Kilmer I today. To look. I mean, that's not. Oh. Oh God. Oh man. Oh my gosh. Uh, see, see. Well, but a re- this could be a retired Batman. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, right, right. No, I'm not trying to shame. Look, they got a. I mean, come on, look at me. Like, but you know, uh, but yeah, they could have hired you for Batman, man. I, uh, yeah, but 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 they like, had that bell know, money. They, you know, they got that bell money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, they definitely got that bell money. Right. Like, I will do whatever you want, CW. Uh, except for like you know several things that are demeaning and degrading, but anyway, um, yeah. So you know they, they go with Doing Conroy. This podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah. By the way, CW executives that are listening to this right now, like, why aren't we doing the Kevin Smith show? Surely, like, hey, surely we're not bitter. We're not bitter. We're fine. Keep keep just call us. Next I mean, time. like I'm just saying, like you know, we do this better than he does. Look, when they do the next, the next crossover is not going to be this huge. It's going to be ah, I don't even know what's it's like, like a crisis worst? on like two Earths, and they're going to be like, Ugh. what's the Clone Saga equivalent of the DC? comics like what would be like just the worst crossover dc doesn't actually really have one like that do they um all this stuff's been pretty good jimmy olsen as the turtle right when he turned into the turtle man that was a thing turtle boy jimmy olsen turtle speaking boy. of turtles mcsnurtle was on the book of destiny mcsnurtle's on the book of destiny Mc, that's where mcsnurtle we found is McSnurtle. We found mcsnurtle he's literally like so here's how i think it happened last crossover we all missed it mcsnurtle crawled out because he's like they forgot about me. <laughs> so I'll make them all pay. <laughs> so he crawled out. He's the one that let out the anti-monitor. Yep, yep. 
Oh, McSternal. McSternal let out the anti-monitor. She wasn't a hero, man. She was the villain all along. Yep. Yep. Anyway, Crisis on Infinite Turtles. We crawled it. (laughs) Because because honestly, what is it? All the way down? It's turtles all the way down. All the way down. Because this earth is on the back of a turtle. Every earth is on the back of a turtle. All the way down. And that turtle is on the back of a turtle. It's all the way down. Turtles all the way down. So McSnurtle, the turtle, all the way down. All the way down. And we called it. Yeah. We hashtag, called it. We called hashtag, it. we called it. Yep. Hashtag, you heard it here first. Hashtag, hashtag. Hashtag. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. But, but yes, uh, 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 Kevin Conroy is that iconic Batman. Right. And, and, you know. He's the only one you could have gotten. Yeah. There's there's no one else that could have gotten right. uh, that, would, that would lend that sort of like, oh my gosh, they got Kevin Conroy right. to play Batman in right. Crisis. So yes, it is kind of a shame that they go that Batman with him, but it was it was a choice where it's like that's the decision they wanted to make with the character. So they chose the person with the like more than any of those other actors I mentioned earlier, Bale. Um, it's going to be the most exciting, Keaton, especially from a television yeah. standpoint. Look, I get it. I really do get it. And I mean, it does make sense. Here's my only ask is that when this is all said and done, we don't know what's going to happen. And, and maybe this is a good time to kind of transition to talk about this. But when all is said and done, one imagines that something, at least one Earth will be coming back. One, you know, one imagines a couple of Earths might be coming back. Maybe all of them. Who knows? But I would love to see a return to Kevin Conroy portraying a Batman, not this Batman, but a Batman more akin to the Batman that he is known and beloved for. Yes. And so, can, I, can, I, can I say this about, about Kevin Conroy and Batman? Is that I, I'm led to believe that, that this is... Tim Burton's Batman because we saw the Tim Burton Batmobile. No, no, no. So it's not because we actually saw Tim Burton's Batman universe as well. Uh, I know or, that's what's so confusing about it, right? Is that we saw uh, what's his face, uh, Vicky Vale's friend in Batman eighty nine. Yeah, the reporter dude, the reporter guy. Yeah, we saw him. We did. Um, Different bat signal, but I mean, you know, bat signals change. Yeah, always, they, they, they change. Yeah. But we saw Burton's Batmobile in Conroy's cave. Yeah, I mean, we also saw various Conroy's cave. like flashes that look like, you know how many John Wesley ships there are across the multiverse? Like, you know, yeah. that can be the same Batmobile. So, okay, so are we saying that that was not Burton's Batmobile? I am that absolutely was, saying that. Okay, okay. That, yeah. I, and, and I would like that to be the case. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I would like that to be the case. But yes, I agree with you completely. I think, we, I, think I would love to see Kevin Conroy come into this universe as a Batman that doesn't murder everyone that he comes across. I mean, you know, depending on how they play things, and, you know, so we actually speculated about the fact that that this would potentially look very different from Kate's Batman, from her Bruce. In fact, when she actually sees him, she's kind of taken back. She's kind of almost asking the question, Bruce? And she's picking up based on context. Wayne Manor, they're looking for Bruce Wayne. They're looking for Batman. He's wearing a bodysuit. She's kind of picking this up. And, And Luke, who's all there like, you know, split shirt, yeah, right. With what I look like underneath the Green Lantern shirt. Yeah, but I'm yeah, just, yeah. You know, Chilling I'm out. Sparing you guys. Yeah, uh, maybe possibly the Oracle of that universe. Maybe possibly the Robin of that universe. We don't know. Um, however, I, I, it could be that we one day see a future version of her Bruce Wayne portrayed by Kevin Conroy um, and a Batman Beyond of some sort. So a flash forward to, to her future. At this point, Arrow's done it. So it's not outside of the realm for non-time travel shows. We could also see a return to uh, uh, jumping around in the multiverse on the Flash. I just, I really want to see him portray a Batman that's more akin to the one. Yeah. Well, so so hold on though. In in Batman Beyond, um, the the new Batman after you know Batman Terry McGinnis. Terry McGinnis. Uh, so that's <gasps> not Luke Fox. Uh, okay. It's not uh, Lucius's son. No. Yeah. Okay. Terry McGinnis is a completely original character that created for Batman Begins. 
Uh, gotcha. And uh, or not Batman Begins, Batman Beyond rather. Well, was he PSC or was he uh, was he a white dude? Uh, he's, he was white. Uh, okay. He, he uh, so interestingly enough, and I mean this is pseudo spoilers for a cartoon series that's been <laughs> off the air for like <laughs> fifteen years. Yeah, but um, it you it was revealed in Justice League Unlimited that actually he was uh, essentially uh, through means of super science Bruce Wayne's uh, son biological son. Oh, okay. This is um, but not Damien. This is like a, no. Okay. Yeah. However, there's been, I've seen a lot of takes on kind of the Batman beyond uh, concept where it actually is Damien who, who kind of betrays, who kind of facilitates a similar role. Okay. Um, but no, no. So he's, he's not, he's not Damien, but in the Batman, the animated universe, you could almost argue that he's, uh, I mean, spiritual successor isn't right because Terry McGinnis technically came first in terms of creation before Damien came into the comics. I could be wrong on that, right? That is right, yeah. Yeah. Not in terms of timeline, but in terms of like just when they were, you know, when they entered. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, he, he, to some extent, did kind of set him up. Now, he wasn't Bruce Wayne's son when he first appeared uh, like that. I don't think he was introduced as Bruce, or that concept was really introduced until after the existence of Damien, so... Right, 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 right. Exactly. So anyway, all that to say that there's a possibility there. I just hope they do it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I would really love to see a uh, a Conroy as a Batman we can get behind. We couldn't really get behind this Batman. Couldn't get behind him, yep. Uh, And and let's just say it was shocking to see him portrayed in such a way. Shocking. Yeah, no, he died. Yeah, because he he got shocked to death. It's very very Batman Returns. It was. That's, that's how the villain in Batman. Uh, the, uh, uh, Christopher Walken. That's how he dies. In, yeah. In Batman retires. So I can't do a Walken. I'm sorry. It was interesting because it was very much like he just kind of fell over in his suit. He got hit in the wrong place. And he no, was no, dead. no. Kate shoved him and then he fell over and then and then <laughs> Kara was like, yeah. nah. I, he fell on a he, transformer. He fell on something. Not a robot in disguise, but like an actual power transformer. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> that suit, that exoskeleton was just like begging to die. Like, just, yeah. Just, <laughs> not, not to like, you know, bring Marvel into the, the biggest DC crossover ever. That was amazing. Uh, but it was like in that scene from Iron Man 2 where like, you know, uh, what's his face? Uh, um, uh, it's like showing the test footage of his robot suit and it like right. spins all the way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Hammer. There right. we go. So, all right, let's jump in. Let's, 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 all right. So at the very tail end of things, uh, we, we identify the Paragons when, when, uh, flashes identifies the Paragon of love. We both were like, Oh, it's beautiful. It's sweet. Although I wanted to do the Paragon of hope. He should have been the Paragon of hope. So Uh, he should have been the the Paragon Paragon of truth of hope. Yeah. It's, it's some interesting decisions that were made, but at the same time, I think it makes sense. You know, we look at the universe in a vacuum to some extent because we, we look specifically at, the flash, the characters that surround the flash were not as deep into Supergirl. We're not as deep into black lightning. We're not as deep into uh, green arrow. We're, or we're not as deep into, uh, well, you're deep into legends, but you know, for most of the us, best show for most of us, we really kind of have one show, maybe one or two shows and we're not necessarily having this kind of full view. So, you know, as a fan of the flash, as a fan of what that character represents, I too, when I know when I find out there's a paragon of hope, you're kind of like, shouldn't this be the Flash? Isn't this what was kind of established? This is kind of a part of his character, especially in relation to the Blackest Night and the different Lantern Corps. And when you know, uh, literally, hope needs to be embodied in a hero, it seeks out and goes to Barry Allen. This is kind of part of who this character is. However, 
Barry and Iris's relationship is one of the strongest, if not the strongest, like display of love on the multiverse or in in the shows that we've seen. For sure, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, who else? Who else would even come close? And don't no don't don't add us, Elicity. But she ain't here for this crossover, okay? So so since she ain't here, nobody comes close. No, nobody comes close. Uh, and so it it from that standpoint, it made sense. And well, even if she was here, like it's still. Always Barry and Oliver, not all. Sorry, Barry and Oliver. <laughs> Wrong ship. Uh, <laughs> it's always Barry and Iris, right? As the the lightning rod, you know, yeah. super uh, a powerful relationship. Uh, and, 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 and across the fan base, it's one of those things where like, the fans always root for Barry and Iris. Yeah, there's got there's the truest, total division. Yeah, total division even amongst Arrow fans about Felicity and Oliver. You know what? And that even even the most diehard Elicities know that they eat like, yeah. like you know you may be like ride or die Elicity, but you know there's not everybody out there because yeah. y'all are tweeting back so, and forth, and the yeah. rest of us see that. And, and and that's and that that is why Elicity can never be. Paragon of Love, right? Like, like you know, at that, ring that bell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so come at me, bros. <laughs> at ring that bell. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, we've got these paragons. We, you know, these are the ones that are are you know going to go and they're going to save reality as as we know it. Um, I find it interesting because up until the big twist at the end, where it, it Lex Luthor, um, you know, sketched his name in in the the Book of Destiny, uh, up until the very end. These heroes were not just from the shows that we know and love, right? Like all of these heroes kind of came from the shows, except for Brandon Routh's Superman. It wasn't his Adam. It was his Superman, um, which I thought was an interesting choice. Which I loved, by the way. I loved that concept as well. We got a great send-off for John Wesley Ship's Flash. I was hoping for a great send-off for Brandon Routh's Superman because they're never going to come back to that. Well, I, I, they'll come back to it. But Maybe. here's the thing. The fact that... When it's all said and done, he's replaced by somebody from Earth 38, 36, 37. I think, I think Supergirl's I keep on saying 23, and that is not right. Right. You, you, every, every podcast you say that, I, I, I think I it's... All right. It's Earth 38, I believe, right? Earth 30-something. look it up. Look it up for me, Karosh. Actually, I'll tell you what. The, uh, the, the, the chat the will chat, probably... The chat, the chat probably hold knows. Us there. But anyway, so basically everyone now is from Earth 30-something or Earth 1. Like, that's it. Like, the entire yeah. Paragons are from those two Earths. And... Despite all of the Earths being wiped out, Earth 30-something was the only one that had a lot of the people relocated to Earth 1. In fact, the, in, the uh, entire population minus a billion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Er, thank you, Kurish. Uh, Earth 38. Oof. Val Kilmer. Yes. Yes. So it was Earth 38 right. and, and everyone but a, uh, a billion. Oliver saved an extra billion. I don't know how many people were lost, but sure. all of those people wound up on... Um, they've gone to specific links to save and bring over folks from earth 38 to earth one, but none of the other, Earths. but none of the other Earths. which makes me think that when this is all said and done, and this is why I, I speculate earlier that Cisco is going to literally merge the two Earths. But I think that we're being set up that once all is restored or put bright, I think that we're going to like Supergirl and that group is going to now be on earth one. In some capacity, I think they're. I think they're setting it up, but I think ultimately, there's going to be some. Though, hmm? what about Black Lightning? I think the Black Lightning is probably going to go back to his Earth. Okay, I could uh, yeah. be wrong. But well, I, 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 
I feel like I feel like Supergirl. I I, I feel like I agree with you 100. Is that Supergirl is going to be merged down, and that some of the other ones that we've seen will be restored. And right. so like if your Earth is going to be restored, well, that's the thing. Though all the Earths are gone. So Supergirl's Earth. I think all the Earths are going to be restored. I think every single one of them is. I think Smallville Earth is going to be restored. I think Burt Ward's going to be restored. I think Huntress is going to be. I think they're all coming back. Uh, I think that, but I think that there needs to, but there needs to be some kind of sacrifice or some sort of action, and that's where I think that the whole vibe and the merging of the two are is coming together. I feel, I feel it was going to be a thing where it was going to be like we can only save a certain number, and so vibe merges down a couple, and they save a couple more. I think, I think we're going to see Burt Ward gone. I think we're going to see uh, we we won't see Titans gone, obviously. Uh, that's the other thing. Huntress too. gone. Yeah. Earth uh, Earth ninety gone. Uh, there's too many errs that they can't merge into one. Like we're, this is right. not going to be the end of crisis on infinite earth. Titans will not be in the same universe as CW flash. No, it Sorry, will not it happen. It's just not going to happen. And the other, the other thing too, is, I mean, a lot of these errs now black lightning could absolutely fit in perfectly. Yes, yes. I loved the fact, by the way, that he mentions like, wait, Supergirl's liar. Superman's real. So either they have a Superman or they have Superman comics or something. Maybe, uh, in kind of a similar fashion that Earth One was just known as comic books and Earth Two. Well, maybe maybe original. Clark Kent is a comic book illustrator Character. in Black Lightning's universe who like wrote the Superman stories. Yeah, I so that would be like an alter ego of a writer, sure. uh, like an author, comic book artist, and a. Uh, yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of ways they could potentially play that, but regardless, I think I I have a feeling that 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 pretty much everything's going to be restored to the way it was. Um, and I think that Supergirl's Earth and Flash Arrow Earth is really kind of set up and established to really merge pretty well. Yeah. And they're the ones that need it yeah. more than anything else. Because we need the Justice League. That's going to be the next crisis. Well, it's not just we need the Justice League. It's the also that like, Supergirl and Batwoman need each other. Like, First of all, fantastic characters. I can't wait to see them fight. That I loved that by the way. This episode where like literally she's got the kryptonite, she's got the power. She doesn't use it. Yeah. Like both of them huge in this moment have power that they are holding back. Yeah. And it's really just the power of the argument. Uh it reminded me of there was a scene in uh in Smallville where uh when I can't remember exactly what the context was, but Clark wanted to do something and Jonathan his father put his arm on his shoulder to hold him back. Now Jonathan Kent is just a man. Yeah. He cannot hold back Superman, but because of the, the relationship that's there because of like the, the strength of trust that exists between them, he is more powerful than Superman in that moment. And so to some extent, like I felt that in that kind of standoff between them, that it's not a physical power, but like the power of kind of the moment and the power of, of the argument. To yeah. A certain extent. It reminded me of a scene in a movie where Superman is laying prostrate about to be killed by Batman. And he says a single word, which stays Batman's hand. <laughs> <laughs> and that word, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is Martha. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh. Sorry, I didn't mean to, to detract from, from what you just said. But yes, absolutely. I, yeah, yeah. I saw an opportunity and I took it. But, um, but yeah, no, you're right. Like, it's going to be so good to see them. <laughs> To, to see them in, in, in some kind of world's finest context I want because, man, yes. because it would be wonderful. Like I, I love the world's finest comics in college. I have like every single one of them from, you know, the first like six story arcs yeah. all in either trade paperback or actual comic book form. And, uh, I, I would, I would very much love to see, um, the bat and the S man, the, there's just something that exists there. Yeah. And, and that definitely exists between these two characters. Batman. Well. Uh, that definitely exists between <laughs> these two characters as well. 
and I wonder if because Crisis on Infinite Earths will be such a a massive act to follow, if the next move is actually doing more smaller crossovers and actually having more of a you know uh, getting back to uh, Green Arrow and and Flash crossover, except now it's uh, Maya or Mia as opposed yeah, to yeah, uh, like 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 you know because we we have a you know uh, five days of of episodes here right for this one particular arc we could have. Two episodes of Flash and Arrow. Yeah. Two episodes of Supergirl, Batwoman. That first crossover was great. Yeah. Like the, the Flash versus Arrow and Arrow versus Two Flash. Two episode crossover, yeah. That's excellent, excellent crossover. And if I think- we... Yeah, if we want to bring it, if we want to bring it down, and we want to rebuild these universes mm-hmm. to back, you know, how they, because because I, I, I'm assuming that something crazy is going to happen at the end of Crisis, because that's what happened at the end of the comic book Crisis, and uh, if we want to try to like rebuild the universe from that standpoint, I feel like a great way to do that would be to break it up, yeah. and instead of having one big Crisis arc, we have like you know a, a, a two episode crossover for each show. Right, and we do something like that, and then maybe the year after that we bring it to a Justice League where they all kind of get together and we all like you know they fight a foe and we establish a Justice League, and then hopefully we have a spinoff of the Justice League. Yes, I yes. would love. I want. I want more. More kind of moments like that. The opportunity to do crossovers between uh, individual characters and individual shows. Maybe um, it doesn't have to be as big as this. I don't no, think you can ever make it as not. big as this again. Uh, you know, we, we talked, we speculated perhaps a blackest night that would be very cool, but they would only really be able to accomplish that if they were setting up for like a green lantern, uh, television series, green lantern, which is the shirt that I'm wearing, by the way, a lot of, a lot of speculation that, that we would see some of that tonight, but we definitely did not. But Hey, as you mentioned, the crossover is not over. We will see what happens now. Here's what you've got to look forward to dear listener. Uh, next week. I think next week, next week, next week, grandma Esther's eggnog induced Christmas call and extravaganza. What, what is next week? Next week is grandma Esther's Christmas call and Christmas extravaganza. No, what, what date is that? What is, what is today's the 10th? That would be the 17th. That would be the 17th. Uh, or what, no, it'd be the 18th. It'd that's be the 18th. It'd be the 18th, which is a Wednesday. Yeah. I think I'll be okay for that. Okay, good. Yeah. You're great, great to go in late tomorrow. The and, next day. Cause you know, right. Of course. No, because if you thought tonight was crazy and off-hinged because of all the alcohol that we consumed, just wait cr- until next week, ladies and gentlemen. Crazy. That's that's awful. We're just basically setting up. Did you think this was unprofessional and all over the place? What are you here next what week? What here next week? Uh, next yes. week on Flash TV Talk, we right. get wasted and take your call. Listen, it's going to be... <laughs> We always love Grandma Esther's. It's a fun time, uh, and we, we love to kind of turn over the, the microphones to y'all. Last year, we did something kind of cool where we utilized uh, Zoom, and we opened it up to everybody, and I didn't realize until after the fact how fortunate we were that nothing crazy happened. So we'll probably do things a little bit differently, but if you want to call in uh, to the show, we'll be putting out the information in advance and trying to schedule some of that so we don't literally open it up for anybody to do anything with webcams with no censorship or, or, or over <laughs> didn't, didn't think that through at all yeah, last year, yeah. but, but thinking a little bit more in advance this year, we'll, we'll be more careful. Not, nothing bad happened. Yeah. No, 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 nothing bad happened, but it, you know, it's, yeah, it's one yeah. of those things where, uh, something could, happen. something could happen. And now in the multiverse, the, in fact, in earth, like 129, uh, we got arrested for what somebody put on the screen yeah. in that. So there you, you know. go. And you, we never want to go back to Earth thirty nine. One hundred thirty nine. One hundred thirty nine. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I thought, I mean, we're, uh, this has been a, a long, long running discussion all over the place anyway, <laughs> you know, for a brief moment before they went back, before you, 
pointed out was the vanishing spot. Um, I thought maybe they were going into the negative multiverse. Uh, yeah, you were like screaming that. I did. I thought that's where they were going. But you know what? There's going to be plenty of time to talk about that. We will talk about whatever y'all want to. We will continue to talk about uh, the crisis event and more on Grandma Esther's Eggnog Adu's Christmas Colin Extravaganza. There will be uh, Christmas cookies. There will be eggnog. There will be all of that good stuff. And there will be you. So details coming out. Be sure to follow us on Facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk as well as at Flash TV Talk on Twitter. You can follow us on our individual accounts. I'm at the ring. I'm at the real Bo York. This guy's at ring that bell. Uh, be sure to tell the world. I was right at, at the real Bo York was right. Just hashtag it. Yeah. And if 128 characters, is it enough to tell the world that Bo is right? Uh, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P O D A S T E R Y.com. The world can't read those emails, but I can. <laughs> and he will let the world know what That's you right. send. That's right. Y'all head over to iTunes. Also write us reviews. We love getting those. It's a great way to help support the show. Also, if you're able to help support the show uh, and able to spend a few dollars to do it, head over to patreon.com slash TV talk. Some great benefits for doing so as well. That's going to do it for us for this week. Oh, shout Wait, out to Charlie, Charlie Bach. Bach. Of course. We got, always got to shout out Charlie Bach. Well, because Charlie, Charlie Bach makes... doesn't, he doesn't exist anymore, man. He got wiped out. <sighs> That's true. He wasn't but a But you know what? His music still exists. His music exists. And it much like the music in Bill and Ted is going to be what brings world, uh, the world back together. So, uh, Charlie Bach. Thanks. Yeah, so that's soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. You can check out the rest of his awesome stuff there because he provides the music for the show, which I'm sure you all love because that's the reason why you're listening to it. It's not because of us. It's because of Charlie Bach's music. Charlie Bach's music, <laughs> Lex Luthor, and Baby Yoda will save us all. That's true. And until then, we'll be back in a flash. And scene. And scene. All right. I party! <laughs>